0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at Hi-Fi Summit Day 4. Right now, we've got Phil and Brendan um, with Denon. How are you guys doing, and what are we talking about today, guys?
1: We are talking about HDMI 2.1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times people see it as only a video thing. You know, I use it to watch video. But if you think about all the different services and all the different the boxes and stuff you have connected to your receiver, whether it's an Apple TV a Roku, a, an OPPO Blu-ray player, or um, all of those things can be used for audio sources and, uh, such as Tidal and, and other streaming services. Or even if you play a disc back and you have your U you is using an HDMI on your OPPO Blu-ray player, that is now an audio connection. So a lot of times people don't talk, don't think about the fact that HDMI is actually an audio connection compared to an optical Toslink and RCA. So we want to spend some time talking about that. Let's do it. Okay. So the first thing is you guys know that there's a new standard, right? And we and and um and we get asked a lot about this HDMI 2.1. You gotta know how to do it. You know, how to, swap me out. Get rid of get rid of that. Can you do it, Youthman? Or you know how to do it? There you go. So you know that there's this standard here and, um, and we keep talking about HDMI 2.1. I have been on all of you guys' shows talking about this new standard. A lot of times we talk about video, 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 but, there's, but we know that there's a lot more to it than just video. We know that there's some gaming benefits. If you don't know what that is, Look at look at one look at Chana's or Joe and Tell's or one of these or or, or YouTube pages. I'm sure they will explain this in hyper detail by now. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that we want to talk about <gasps> when it comes to movies and video. And we're not going to go through all of this stuff. But the one we kind of want to focus on is um, one of them is called Enhanced um, um, Arc, or Enhanced Audio Return Channel. That is something that is going to become very important for those um, as a way to get audio or sound. From your um, from your TV or the objects connected to your TV to your AVR, and um, so we really want to talk about that today because that is that is kind of that's kind of an important thing because a lot of people don't know that um, HDMI ca- can carry more data than a optical or coax cable. So if you're looking for um, a, a bigger way of moving ones and zeros, an HDMI cable will probably be a better solution. So like, for example, a Toslink, I think they said 384 um, 384 kilobits per second. I think that's or megabits per second. Uh, it is 384 kilobits per second on a Toslink versus one megabit per second on ARC and 37 megabits per second on eARC. So if you're looking for um, uncompressed or um, high quality, high resolution audio from multiple channels, that's the way to go. And Brennan, you mentioned something else about how many channels can it support. I think you said something you said something yeah.
2: earlier. Yeah, it supports 32 channels at 194 uh, 24 bit depth. So it's full yeah. full blown. Yeah. And yeah. You know, we we see
3: you know 32
2: channels of audio is covering the next probably decade worth of audio channels. Exactly. Standards. exactly. So and
1: he knows. He knows. Because if you think about it, we've been supporting EARC. For uh, on our models for several years, well, the what a big brain that said we should plan for this is talking to you right now. <laughs> okay, so a lot of times we have receivers dating back to 2017 that support enhanced audio return channel for the highest quality audio from those upcoming sources and your t- that are connected to your TV. So that requires years and years of planning from this from ah uh, from Brennan and his team to ensure that you are that we are prepared. For these future, for these future technologies, which is, which is an important thing.
2: Yeah, so this is a background of how that works. So um, I think HDMI has been around for since 2005. The impetus to launch it was 1080p video. Um, now we're going to 2.1, which adds a bunch of things even beyond the AK. And one of the things I wanted to tell you guys is that we would have put this in this new chipset in even if it didn't have AK because of the other audio and feature. Um, enhancements. But what happens is these standards get worked by, by standards committees, and two th- uh, 2.1 was announced in 2017. So that means the standard was finalized. Then what we've got to do is convince semiconductor guys to go spend millions of dollars building chips. Um, and we typically don't bet on one horse, we'll have two guys in the running. In the case of this, we had Panasonic and a company called Invictus, with the two suppliers that built parts for us. And then in parallel, we have to develop our user feature set and then our software that runs on top of it to make it you know be a den on product so basically from when we announced the spec to when we launched the actual products it's a three-year cycle so
3: exactly. that's typically
2: where i spend a lot of my time is, is looking five five to ten years out and trying to pick which technology to bet on
1: exactly and and um and like i said um because one of the benefits of being Denon and, and being part of Sound United is because we're big, we have influence on these, on, on these uh products, these parts that are being sourced to to make these AVRs. And of course, everything we do, um, we we test and we verify. And like you said, it takes years and years and years to get stuff done. So, like I said, for it to go into a 2017 product, that took planning. That was a few years back. And on top of that. We always try to test. We test everything, of course, thousands of tests to make sure that Brennan's team does to make sure that things are correct. Um, and like I said, the cool thing about things like eARC is the performance is going to be when you look at HDMI, whether you look at a 2019 piece or a 2020 piece, that performance is either going to be equal or better when you get that 2020 model. So we, for example, this is a 3,600 versus a 4,700, and we take tons of measurements on, on things such as HDMI, and there's a bunch of numbers I'm not gonna really wanna get into, all the way into the inputs, the outputs, as well as we even measure the Toslink compared to the HDMI. And of course, people think Toslink or coax as the best digital source, but if you look at it, the HDMI actually measures better Than the toss link. So not only do we verify our products, do lots of testing uh, before we pick the chips and the parts that we use, we also test things very heavily to make sure that you get the maximum performance from that product. So whether you buy a 2020, a 2019 or the upcoming 2021, you can be sure that the quality of those products are going to be the same because of Brennan's hard work and of, of his team and engineers. So um, and ARC is important because if we look at ARC, um, like I said, it holds more data. So if I go back here and I look at, um, let's compare ARC versus ER. Now,
0: now you're referring to HDMI ARC, right?
1: HDMI ARC. So let's talk about this. ARC stands for Enhanced Audio Return Channel, and what it was originally planned for is most people's TVs have a um, have a ton of services built in, or you may decide you want to plug a game system or a source directly into your TV. Well, you need to send that uh, that audio from that TV's internal um, streaming services or a device plugged into that TV, like a brand new Xbox back (laughs) to the receiver. And the goal (laughs) is to maintain it's the highest quality. Now, Arc audio return channel has been around for a while and at the beginning it was a little iffy, um, but it has improved along the way. Um, The big thing was it would pass multi-channel audio um, back um, to the receiver. So a lot of times, most TVs will not pass multi-channel audio back through the optical or tossing connection on the back. So you may have multi-channel right. in, the, in the app in your TV or multi-channel in the game system that's connected to your TV, but that optical cable may not pass it back to your receiver in surround sound. So ARC would do that. The problem with ARC, Over EARC is number one. It's compressed, so um, it can it can do multi-channel. It can even do object-based surround sound like Atmos, but it has to use compression. It's just like you know, there's whether you if if I have a stereo recording as an MP3 or as a CD, they're both two channel. It's just that each channel has the CD has less compression than the MP3. So a lot of times I can pass multi-channel, but that's going to be compressed. EARC because we're talking 37. You know megabits per second. You know you don't have to apply that compression, so you can deliver Dolby Atmos and DTS X and DTS X Pro uncompressed with the same quality as if it was coming directly from a Blu-ray into your receiver. So what that gives you is peace of mind. You know that when you connect your receiver, I mean, to that, t- um, if you whatever your t- your receiver is going to get the best audio that that TV can can send um back and forth. You don't lose anything. And that's actually pretty important when you get into um something like this. Like for example, most of the internal services, like I have um you guys know that title now is available on um uh in multi title now does Adobe at most surround you guys know that right we were talking about that I think Chana yep. even did a uh, a whole thing on it. Well yeah yeah some I, of them
0: sound really good
1: too exactly so and that's some amazing tracks. You we were talking about what Atmos for Androids. That's yeah, what we're that talking album. About
0: that album's yeah. awesome, man. Stuff's going on oh, all over yeah. the place. It's cool, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But if you have a Sony TV, um, mm-hmm. built the app in the Sony TV, the title app supports Dolby Atmos. Well, I and guess what? If now because I have Arc connected between the two. I can get the best quality out of that. Now, right now, it's just ARC, which means it's compressed. But if the Sony decides that, or Tidal decides they want to bump it up to eARC level quality, you know you'll still be able to get that signal from point A to point B. Or if I get a PlayStation, and that PlayStation four or five, whatever, has the Tidal app that's been upgraded, and that's plugged into the TV, I can get that quality back to the receiver in the highest quality. I don't lose right. anything. When I go, when I go back to the TV, so so that's that's an important one. And <clears throat> lip sync, there's lip sync correction on EARC that is not on ARC, and that is so that helps get rid of the, of the bad um, foreign film audio computer. video sync kind of situation. Ex- exactly. And so I, I also
0: like the fact that a lot of people don't talk about it. I think one of the revolutionary parts about EARC, which a lot of people didn't understand in my video, is that when you upgrade your TV. You don't have to upgrade your AVR. Right? Exactly. Because now you can run your 8K source directly to your TV and then send the audio uncompressed to your AV receiver. That's that's like one of the things I thought was revolutionary about that and I think a lot of people are still not understanding that
1: that point. Exactly. And you can you could pat Brennan on the back for that type of stuff because Thank re- you, Brennan. Of- <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> because because a lot of times say you have a if you have an FY21 um uh, receiver, you can all by all means plug the game system into that um, receiver and then feed the video to the TV. But let's talk about this. Um, we know that the, the HDMI cable requires a lot more data if you do that, right? So I got to buy an upgraded cable to go from the game system to the, to the receiver. And you know, through two meters, you know, it's probably 30, 40 bucks. But now the I have to buy another upgraded cable to go, from, to go from the receiver to the TV. And if that's like eight, nine, 10 meters, you're talking optical, active optical cables in the several hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So even if I could do it, it'd be better to plug it into the TV with that short little cable, my game system, and feed the audio back through my current HDMI with ethernet back to the receiver. So it would cost you less. So not right. only can you, is it backwards compatible, you can use eARC to pl- and you plug the game system into the TV and send the audio to your older uh, Denon receiver that you've had for two years, or um, it'll save you money because I don't have to buy. I only have to buy one new cable for the game system instead of three new cables if I run it, or two new cables if I run it from the from the game system to the receiver to the TV. So there's a lot of benefit. So eARC has a ton of benefits, and like I said, the sound quality is good. I mean, what type of I mean our DDA converters are ridiculous. What what are they, Brennan? Like what's the AKM? what are,
2: what's the, the AKM. Really
1: Yeah. So we're uh, it depends on the model. We have some models that can use that use what seven two channel AKMs at what uh three, what was it? Three uh two eighty-four by seventy-two or some some crazy number like that, way beyond what you're gonna be getting as an audio from um from any type of audio source that's available. So prepared for the future is what HDMI will give you. Very cool. Very So cool. so I um some other things you want to point out is there's going to be a lot of places. So we always talk we talk about audio. There's of course we want the good two channel. So so you can have the great um uh the great two channel um uh, the great two channel uh sources that are available. So whether it's stereo but like I said, we already mentioned that companies like um, Dolby Atmos are doing things on title, oro 3D, which is something that we offer on a lot of our on auto receiver on our receivers, um, is also a lot of their content was actually done um, is mostly music concerts, a lot of concerts and things like that. The original DTS con- content that I saw when I was back in retail was, you know, we all remember. Um, uh, I'm an old dude so I, I remember the Eagles you know Hell Freezes Over oh, over and Cross and um and Emerson Lake and Palmer lucky man I can't tell you how many multi-channel discrete high resolution um uh surround sound demos I did with using using DTS oh, that
0: way Dude I just bought the uh, l- literally yesterday on eBay I bought the Beatles White album 5.1 DTS so I'm stoked to, to get that in <laughs> and check it out yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So yeah, you'll be able to, if I take my, my Blu-ray player there and I put a disc in it um, and then I, I, I don't have an optical and a HDMI plugged into my AV805. Mm-hmm. I have an HDMI True. and I know right. that, com- that I'm, that I'm comfortable that HDMI will pass DSD if I need it to. So, so I am, I am fine with that HDMI cable. So a lot of people look at it and say, Oh, it's just for video. But um, it's also an audio source.
0: Speaking ah. of which, there is a question: uh-huh. uh, Will Denon Marantz ever support MQA and multi-channel DSD over HDMI ARC Ooh, or my, HDMI ah, that,
3: eARC, whichever?
1: Let's talk. Let's talk to the gentleman at the bottom right row about
2: that. <laughs> who,
3: could, who could who could make right. that happen, or maybe already has made that happen?
2: <laughs> well, MQA um, we haven't widely supported yet. Um, and it's primarily because the amount that they want to charge in royalties mm. this adds too much to, to retail pricing. And, you know, other, other HD codecs we get for free and to have to put a chunk of cash uh, to take away from other parts of the product doesn't make sense to us yet. We are working with them about ways around that. For example, we may offer it for sale as a feature for those consumers that do want to do that. For example with ro3d that's how we launched ro3d it was a very expensive license mm-hmm. so we chose to not put it in at the production level but gave consumers the right to buy it themselves mm-hmm. so, not, so not everyone was getting penalized for the extra cost right. it's primarily a financial thing
1: right yeah and that's a big point it's like and he has to balance that you know if i'm gonna do i am i going to raise the price of every receiver sure. even for those people who aren't going to use it right so so th- so like i said you're looking at those options the next thing too is um, a lot of times if you look at uh, some of these um, services they use um, it's a compression scheme to give you high res but it's lossy now if you look at services like Amazon Mu- music HD it's 192 flack you know and because it used to be a, a there was a lot of bandwidth limitations for the internet and the uh, and um, for your internet and 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 wireless music distribution I can run 192 um, 192 24. Flac files through eight zones of my house right now with Heos. I don't even so so a lot of times Flac is free, you know. So 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 it you so you can get high quality, high res, and of course if it becomes um, this huge demand for MQA, he will find solutions for you to get that. But right now it's like you see a, a lot of streaming services are just going to multi-channel Flac, you know, or high quality. I'm mean, not multi-channel, but uh, but high quality Flac files instead.
3: Um, yeah. The- the bandwidth is is cheap now, right? Yeah, it's kind of band- like yeah. hard drive space back in the day. Now it's mm-hmm. like that's that's cheap. Exactly. Well, everybody exactly. has high speed that can yeah. handle that. We stream. Yeah, exactly. We stream eight, four K video. That's, that should audio shouldn't be a, too much yeah, of an issue.
1: Exactly. And if you look at services like Odd Acoustic Sounds and the places where you buy the files, the best you can get most of the time is one ninety two twenty four flac, and you can get that streaming from a streaming service now. It's crazy. You know? So so um so there are going to be ways to um. To, to get it the main thing is we want you to have good quality and um, and there's good quality applications and good quality ways of getting it
2: Now a lot of times when we're doing long range thinking we always start with the assumption that hard drives are free and bandwidth is infinite
1: <laughs> right. nice yeah the other thing too is that there's a big growth in streaming services. So if you look at so, Brenna used to send me like, um, they could they know how many people are using it, and you can see this growth in, in 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 streaming services. So that that is the, you'll see that a lot more. So people are getting their content that way, and especially like if you think about a lot of the internal TV. I've been using the uh the Title Atmos service. I mean the Title Atmos service on my Sony TV, and uh, I like the visual menu that it looks like, and that and now I got multi-channel sound. Um, I, I would like it if they turned it up cranked it up a little bit more you know to um, I mean but... it's
0: it's like that on the Apple TV as well like it's the signal's low you gotta jack it up mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. once you find that right balance though mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good
1: okay yeah oh there's another question here about um center spread okay first thing 8500 8500 from when we are talking about the audio aspects of it such as um, ARC right now, EARC right now, you already got that. You also have auto latency mode. You already got that. So um, if you decide that you want to plug a game system into the back <laughs> of an 8500 and then feed that game system from that 8500 to the TV, instead of just plugging the game system into the television set, we will be offering an upgrade for the 8500. Um, uh, I can't tell you how much but I can't tell you it'll be at the, by the end of the year. Um, I think that's okay. Brenna didn't throw anything at the screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, so that will be available towards the end of the year. And when that, pro- when that upgrade comes for the 8,500 um, uh, there will also be um, that board. If we could put it in an upgrade, we can also put it in the factory. And there'll be an indication that there's a that the new ones will have that board from now on. But and let but a lot of stuff we're talking about has nothing to do with audio. We're talking about um, variable refresh rate and quick media switching and quick frame transport and things like that. But the audio performance from from an eighty five hundred now to the audio performance of the eighty five hundred with the two point one board should be similar. Would you agree, Brendan? Yep. So, so unless you're a gamer, you know uh, but we want to give those people that option to make the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other one they want to talk about, Brennan, we might as well cover it here because we're talking about audio and multi-channel, the center spread. You want to talk about the center <laughs> spread a little bit? Cause remember there was a, there was a, there was a setting in the, in the, in the receivers that were center spread. So when you were playing um, Dolby music and in Dolby instead of down mixing, a, a large majority of the of the of the of the stuff that's in mono to the center, you could spread it out across the uh, the two mains. And when we added Dolby um,
0: height virtualization. height
1: virtualizer, the 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 that icon with that icon with a center spread used to be in the menu is now for um, uh, the the virtualizer instead. And they were asking, um, uh, do you have any news on it, and can we add it back? You know.
2: I don't have any news, but I'd like to to get a survey from, from you, you all. Like, what do you guys think? Like, is this um, something that's important to the user base? And if so, we can take a look at it. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, Phil, yeah. didn't you mention that kind of a workaround around that is now the new receivers have the two presets. And so they exactly. could set, they could set one setting for one and then set the other one, you know, to kind of compensate that and do the same thing.
1: Yes. So what happens is one of the things that that we've added this year on the uh, 2020 X-Series receivers is what's called dual speaker preset. So what I recommend is you take your favorite um, upmixer. We have multiples, you Mm -hmm. know, DTS, RO3D, the Dolby one. Take your favorite. Take that one and then um, go in, make the adjustments you want. You can... uh, Turn the center down, turn the rears up, turn the bass up, turn make all the adjustments you want and save it as a preset. Okay. Then you can have it and then do another calibration for your for your music, your surround sound movies. And now you can have an optimized um two-channel to surround up mixer, mm-hmm. customized for you by you, every level, every adjustment, every speaker that's turned on, and then you can have a optimized home theater one. So that's one thing that they added that uh, that will actually give you even more flexibility when it comes to optimizing your your multi-channel music than just the center spread would have given you.
3: What, and is, is that the same like let's say if I just turn up the left and right and turn down the center a little bit is that pretty much the same or is it, it different?
1: Well, you could do that. remember you also have you um, under the menu system of the receiver, if I bring the receiver up here, you could actually go in. And when you go to your um, your speaker configuration, remember everything under that preset two can be changed. Mm-hmm. So I can go into the speaker configuration and turn the center off. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So now when I'm playing speaker preset number two, for my music, I don't have to worry about center spread. The center's not even on. Gotcha, oh, right. Okay, so, so I can go in and really go in and customize customize the receiver and then i can go back here and if you go back here you'll see that it has preset there's two presets then i would go in and make one for music and the other for
3: movies movies. and tv or whatever yeah
1: perfectly optimized
3: and they can easily switch between those two via the remote control right exactly there's two
1: ways to go you could use there's also one two three four buttons on the remote Mm -hmm. um those are called quick selects you can make all those adjustments when i hit when I hit one, it'll go okay. One means I want to play a CD, you know, with my music mode on. You know, two means I want to watch a uh, I want to watch a movie with my movie set presets on. So I could do it that way. There's also a discrete code that you can put into um, any control system you want, or you can do it from the menu or the options menu of the receiver. So there's lots of ways to access
3: it. So can I, can I yeah. tell you about something I found out about? didn't a while back is I had an app that would allow me to control my, my AVR. Right. And I know you guys have four quick select, but for yeah. some reason the app had more, it had like six and they still worked. So it was kind of <laughs> cool. Like I was, I had access you to found, more You of found them. the hidden mini. I found a little yeah. hidden something. Maybe, he's maybe got, I would like he's more got of that. nighttime those. mode for movies, nighttime mode for music. I really you find know? that very useful because I have like a, direct like a pure direct two channel and then i have you know uh surround sound i have one nighttime mode um so i could use more than four mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> that's very and cool. actually
1: let's talk actually there's a couple of questions for brennan here
3: yeah
1: i was getting ready to bring that one up yeah i um, saw that
3: one i was like you know what let's let's check into it
1: he would send it up if you look at menu systems brennan they last for a long time um mm-hmm. what's the process of updating a menu system on one of these a- on one of these AVRs, because we're talking thousands of models, and I mean thousands of units and multiple series. What's the process of changing that menu?
2: Well, first off, we you know I've been making receivers since uh, January of '99. Mm-hmm. I originally worked at Harman, and we had what we called the blue screen of death, which was basically an eight-bit white text from over <laughs> from the generator. <laughs> looked like it came from the 1950s. So right. what? What we have right now is a is an extreme step ahead from where we've been. Yeah. Um, but our our current GUIs and the AVRs are rendered um, on the HEOS module on an ARM, so we moved to OpenGL, which allows us to have more flexibility. But it's still doing the the graphics right now at four eighty p. So the limitation in our look and feel and detail right now is actually hardware related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new generation uh, EOS module that will be coming online next year. That will be able to render video uh, in 1080p. Mm-hmm. So that allows us to significantly dial up the resolution and make it look more modern. So we actually have prototypes of our what we call HD GUI that's modern compared to where we are today.
0: Nice. Ah, so you're working yeah. on it. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, not another
1: yeah. year but, out. But like I said, it's a <laughs> it's a big process. You yeah. so, know, number one. Yeah all the languages? Is it laid out? Does all the menu systems work and everything else? So you have to make sure that you, and you, but you do want to raise the resolution because we don't want to look like Minecraft when you're mm-hmm. trying to set up your, I wonder if it
3: would be possible to make it transparent because I'm guilty of like the movie just started and you know we're get, we're all set ready to watch it as a family and then you know hold on a second let me just oh, make no. a look. here's hold something, Joe. let me just an odyssey real quick it it and actually so. is
0: transparent on 1080p sources oh, 4k yeah. sources it's yeah. not yeah. yeah okay and that's yeah.
1: that has to do with and then also it's going to look a little different when you have Adobe vision or something like that yeah Dolby vision's got
0: that pink bar because yeah. um yeah. They had some issues with that <laughs> on the well, So you got
1: remember you 300? You're, you're talking different color spaces, you're talking different yep. uh sure. brightness and luminance ranges, different gamuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a it's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um the other thing somebody we talked about HEOS, not only is the resolution good. Somebody asked on here about streaming um large local music library Do what I use HEOS. Um yeah, what I like about HEOS is if I bring up my um my my iPad here. I actually can. You can bring up your music server. So this is actually my house, and I can actually bring up my 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 PCs as well as my as my um, as my uh, music server. Up. Oh, it's a demo mode, of course, sucker. Um, this is an old iPad, but I can. You can <laughs> actually you can actually go in and uh, and and I can find music from that. Now on top of that, um, uh, our newer devices also support Rune. So if you want a more visual um uh rolling stone my own personal rolling stone magazine layout to navigate my, my files you could use it that way or i can go in here and i can stream my double dsd or my one ninety two twenty four files from my media pc here to my office um nd8006 if i want to so the, um, so the quality of the so yes, if you want to move large, high quality files from point A to point B, Heos works really, really, really well for that.
3: So here's a quick, quick tip just for those people where I was saying where you're always messing with the menu. If you use the app, it doesn't disturb anybody. You can make all your setting changes right there on the app, and yeah. it doesn't bother anybody. So yeah,
1: it's nice. You're not casting anything. All you're doing is telling the receiver or the other device where to go get it. Yep. <laughs> you tell the T. I want hey. Heels, my um, heels thing inside this receiver, go here and get that song. So, yeah, it is kind of nice um, to do. Uh, let me see here. Uh,
2: One quick comment on Odyssey in the multiple presets. One of the things I like to do is if I'm tuning the room, is to optimize it in different ways and then I can A B between the two presets. Is there, that was something that was missing. Nice. Yeah, nice. Before. So, you can really dial it in and compare different changes and modifications. It's a great yeah. idea.
1: Hey, hey, Chana, here's a question for you. Yeah, Someone mm-hmm. mentioned it here that they didn't think that they weren't sure if the LG TV apps could send multi-channel from its internal apps. If you tried like Netflix or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's still, there are, as of right now, there's no internal apps on TV sending out an uncompressed Yeah, nothing's uh, Adobe Atmos track.
1: We're just talking, um, can it send uh, Adobe Atmos? Yeah,
0: or... yeah, I mean, the standard ARC was doing that when, you know, When I had my uh, 20, yeah, when the 2019 was was out, I think Mm -hmm. LG started it in 2017, so I Mm -hmm. missed it with my 2016 OLED, but but yes, it does. I think the only difference now with the 2019 versus the 2020 is that LG got rid of DTS decoding, Mm -hmm. so you cannot... get anything DTS from the TV Mm -hmm. to the AV receiver, which I don't think is a huge issue, but I think it might come into play when people are trying to get IMAX enhanced from the TV's Fandango app, Fandango Mm -hmm. Now app over to the um, AVR.
1: Yeah, and that's an each manufacturer, TV manufacturer you have to ask. What we try to do is we try to make sure we can decode everything. (laughs) Bring it on. It just depends on if they're going to send it to us. Now, um, TV apps, they could turn them up. They can make them better. It all depends on um, that's. But the thing is, we want to let you know the HDMI cable, the eARC is not a limitation, and the receiver is not a limitation. We can get mm-hmm. the most. We can handle the most that anything, any of those things can send us, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we can handle the most <laughs> that any Blu-ray player or Apple TV plugged into the back of the receiver can send it. Um, and, and, bo- and all of that stuff is going to be, um, there's, there's, a lot more data I can go down the HDMI cable, period. Yeah. And that's what we want to get across when it comes to audio and video, but even mm-hmm. audio, if I never, if I just use it as an audio connection to play, uh, the, uh, super audio CDs on my Oppo Blu-ray player, it's a great output. Okay. So, so what was the, there was another question that popped up, I guess.
3: It was this one so uh, Pro. Yeah, so so my buddy over here he does a lot of uh he plays a lot of movies and he has to use that uh BQ to kind of get some of the bass back and he's wondering if some of these formats will uh bring back some of that low end hmm. full bandwidth.
1: Well, th- that's a that's a good question. Um so, uh it all depends on the mix and the nice thing about it is if it's multi-channel normally there's a little bit of sometimes they'll take advantage of that LFE you know, everybody has their own personal taste. I always say if you need a little bit more, there's that little knob on the back of the subwoofer <laughs> and it's tearing that sucker up, you know, if you want it, if you want it to go. Um, but uh, but some of the services are even better. Like if you look at something like um, IMAX enhanced material is mixed, they don't they don't compress it when it comes to dynamics like some of the other multi-channel, because um, so the receiver has to um, take Make sure your your speakers don't hurt themselves, mm-hmm. but uh, but that content has a lot less um, dynamic compression on it, and it all depends on the on the mix. I've heard some. Uh, if you go get the um, my favorite right now is Craftwork 3D, or the Captain or the Hans Zimmer Live in Prague Adobe Atmos, wow. and there and play the Captain Jack Sparrow. You want to see dynamic? It mm-hmm. goes from a late one lady with a with a cello to like a. There's like a thousand people on stage. There, there's so
0: many people on stage. It's like at least thirty people on stage. It's fantastic. Yeah, it,
1: it's yeah. it, it's it, but it shows really good about um, dynamics and bass. And when you play that, it goes from where's the bass till at the end you go, holy cow, that was way too much bass. You know, yeah.
2: hey, so they have something to add their fill. So in so IMAX uses Odyssey uh, mm-hmm. to to tune their theaters, and they have a very specific um, target curve that they hit that is extraordinarily bass heavy. Uh, so when you get IMAX enhanced content, you're actually getting the full thing. Like you will be, we will let you break your loudspeakers with that moment. <laughs>
3: Thank you. <laughs> I did notice that when I played some IMAX enhanced content, I was just like, whoa! I I have way more bass than I had on the other ones.
1: And Sony announced they're going to bring in, they're bringing in a hundred um, older and newer titles coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, DTS. We, we I had them on a call on on a, on a on a webinar a few weeks ago, like a week ago, and they say they have a lot of news coming for other ways for you to get DTSX, and then DTSX Pro, which is we are um, we got to give ourselves a shout out about that because there you go, we're, we're the first people to support it, right? Nice. So so that receiver there is going to be the first um, that um the 6700, um, the 8500, and the Morant um, AV8805. Um uh are going to support um IMAX, um DTS X Pro, which is what 32 channels, thirty up to thirty-two channels of, send
0: it over, Paul. Of uh, Paul's in the chat. Send exactly. it. Send it over. <laughs> exactly.
3: Paul. That's right.
1: Yeah, Paul's like, you guys are all looking for your samples. Yeah, so, so yeah, so, <laughs> so so yeah, so so yeah, so deep so there's gonna be more. I know, um high quality stuff. And some people say I don't like multi channel music. You know how can it be hi-fi? You know hi-fi is two channel. Well, you know what? If I if I take two mics and I put two mics in front of a stage and I record it, you know that's that is you want to recreate that reality. But if I go somewhere and I and an engineer records the drums and then he records a singer, then he records another singer, then he records a guitar, I can put those objects wherever I want. Mm-hmm. You know who are you to tell the artist that that's not you know his vision? And when you look at some of this, um. Some of the some of the the newer stuff that's coming, the creativity that's being utilized by those artists to give you an immersive experience is spectacular. Don't you want to hear the artist's intent? I keep hearing artists' intent, artists intent. I want to hear it the way the artist may wanted you to hear it. Well, you mixed it that way. Obviously, you want you to hear it that way. So, so as much as so, yes, two channel will always be around, but multi-channel high resolution audio is coming. Ding. Is that the Time yeah. to go. What was that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's 245. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's They're going to hook us. Well, actually, I've been talking. Brennan, do you think you want to you wanna talk about a, what about what you see for the future or or things you see may, that may be uh, of interest? It is to this audience when it comes to audio coming down the pipeline.
2: Well, I'll say this. That every time that there's a major format change, um, it takes a while for the content to get there. Sure. So it's not only just the the physical you know, format, but it's the um, the artists and the creators learning how to exploit the new format. So the content will continue to get cooler and cooler as creators are working on producing content. Um, so I think you know, up to thirty-two to channels—that's a lot of audio for a home product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're pretty good to go. <laughs> uh, audio for a while. We obviously continue to work on power. We've been doing a lot of work around environmental in terms of power consumption and what have you and um, continuing to improve the user interface uh, both the on-screen uh, and the apps themselves. And then we just make sure that we stay current with all of the different ways people play music. You know, The, the very reason for an AVR to be what it is is it has an amplifier, it's got a mm-hmm. bunch of connectors uh, and it's a bunch of abilities to to play music so we don't care where the source is whether it's a local hard drive another you know dna renderer on the network coming from the cloud and then it's also the same with control so a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know this but we've been doing a lot of work with um apple amazon and google so that all of our products that are Hios can be controlled via voice using mm-hmm. stuff so you know, i've done demos with, will you know Hey sir, you play Bob Marley in the living room. And then Google, turn the volume up. And Alexa, please play Bob. You know, the Beatles. And that stuff's all, and they're operating in the background. So, it's the content itself, with the ability to control, and they're um, adding. We've already added voice in a significant way. So, if you haven't played around with that, I'd recommend that you do so.
1: Nice. Okay. Now, a few more tips before we go about HDMI, since we're talking audio. First thing, a uh, couple more things. Number one. A lot of you, a lot of times, people use these balance or these extenders to send the audio. I mean, the AV from their or the video from their receiver to their TV. Unfortunately, a lot of these HD-based T extenders do not support ARC, let alone eARC. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of times, if you HDMI, want to be able to send that audio well. back um, via HDMI, these extenders do not do it. The ones that do do it will have it labeled all over them, uh-huh. and I will tell you by the time. You could get these uh the, the extenders that would do it you could go out and buy the nicest optical hdmi cable instead so so that's the next thing and the other thing is if you're getting um toss is great but it doesn't but for most tvs it's not going to pass around back and it does not have the bandwidth capabilities regular hdmi can pass three times the bandwidth of a, a, a toss link cable and a um, the um, eARC connection can pass 10 times, more than 10 times, actually three times. To, yeah, more than 10, more to 30 30 times because they go, um, with this? 30, yeah, is. 36. 30, yeah, somewhat an ungodly amount more data. So these are great. So as you guys are going through, we say if you're going to get an HDMI for long distances, get an optical, uh, a good active optical HDMI if you're going to go more than, for um, three meters now to be prepared for all of the 8k um VRR eARC arc stuff. And if you're gonna buy um HD, pay- those balance make sure that you balance that you do buy or extend that you do buy support arc and they will be labeled if they do okay. So, those are something that we want to we definitely want to point out if you want to make sure that you're prepared for that great audio experience. Um, if they do decide to turn up the app in the TV or you <laughs> plug your, or you plug your PlayStation, I'm serious. I'm gonna plug my new PlayStation directly into the TV. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm not spending four or five hundred dollars to get another cable to, to put it in my rack back here. I'd rather have it over here and save yeah. my, and buy a cable for thirty bucks than put it over here and buy a cable for five hundred bucks. This is pretty, but it ain't worth five hundred dollars more Mm-mm. not to have it over here. Mm-mm. Okay, but if I do that and that Apple TV, that uh, that PlayStation, that PlayStation Five These, or yes, Xbox One yeah. X has the oh, the God Surround sound app, you know, I want to, I know that I'm going to get the best uh, sound back to my receiver. So, so keep that in mind. All right. All right. So I think. Uh,
0: Yeah. Any any other closing thoughts, Brendan?
2: No, just uh, one of the things we fight very hard to do every day. Sound the best and be the first.
0: Um, Sound the best and be the first. I like
3: that. I like
1: that. I like that. I like that.
3: And um can you guys make something cool uh, where it's a small amplifier? I've been asking this so maybe cuz Brendan's here. I'm oh, <laughs> whoa. Okay. So what are you looking for? Uh a small amplifier, right? Kind of like just take out take out like uh the HDMI portion of a soundbar and put into a small box where people who are just getting into this who can't afford, you know, very much can plug that in, have HDMI arc Get some uh, affordable bookshelf speakers, and so Plug they can kind of do that whole thing. Just just take that out of the so ma- yeah. Imagine the Marantz
0: Slimline, like cut one of those in half,
3: like <laughs> this, like this big, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, you know, like, like the size of a hamburger, you know. <laughs> not, not <a laughs> hamburger, <so. laughs> that would be great. I think it would help get people into this, and of course yeah. they're gonna upgrade.
1: Exactly, yeah, keep moving up. And, and that's a goal. The goal is to, you know, I'm, I'm an old audiophile. I've been doing this for a while. But I, I want I want my kids and other people to be, to be able to experience better. this better sound than what's in a TV and is better mm-hmm. sound than what comes off of your white earbuds on your on your iPhone. So as more people we can get to enjoy better sound, the more people that i um, the better off I'll feel as I get older and older.
3: And older. You got to just keep making it as simple as possible. Hey, uh, today is what, the 29th? Is, is it the thirtieth anywhere? 29. Um That I don't know. In the world, I
1: bet you it probably is.
3: Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I know. You know. Something might on be happening call. on the thirtieth. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It depends on who's on the call. You know <laughs> Something's happening. I've I've, I've, done, I've done those and it's been the thirtieth. You know, the next yeah. thing you
3: know, so I'm just say saying. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Well, anyway. Anyway. I uh, want to thank uh, both Brendan and Phil from sound united uh for coming and doing this the hi-fi summit day four continues oh, yeah. on with osd that little upstart that's making a lot of noise so stay tuned we'll be back just in a few thanks Bill brendan thank you
2: thanks a lot enjoyed it see you guys soon